0: And now for something completely different. It's a rich, Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal, the full story, real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show, presented by RIA Advisors. And good morning.
1: Welcome to Financial Fitness Friday. I'm Rich Rosso, CFP, here with Danny Ratliff, CFP. Thanks for joining us. We so appreciate you being here. We'd like to be here when the futures are up. Let Lance handle the bad days. Especially on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's see if there's any follow through. That'll be the key here. A <laughs> little bit early. little green on a Friday in the morning is good. Not in your coffee, though. We don't want any green in. Well, unless you're Danny and he's eating, he's going to have this green pancakes and alfalfa sprout drink. That's good stuff, though. Keeps you healthy. Health equal wealth. Health equal wealth. But futures are up over 300 points on the Dow today. Uh, I know, you know, uh, as Lance said, we're in a... We might be in a spring coil kind of situation for markets where sentiment's gotten so extremely bad that uh, you have nice snapback rallies. And some of the best rallies occur in bear markets. It's too early to say whether you're in a bear market for for the broad market, but it feels... You know, I, I got the claw marks on my back. It's like that first attack from the bear in The Revenant. Oh, and speaking of The Revenant, if you haven't watched it, just watch the bear scene. Okay, it's a great movie. Hugh Glass was an incredible explorer and trapper. Uh, you know, the movie's obviously fiction. But just watch the bear scene. But it's so cool <laughs> when the when, you know, he fights this bear and the bear walks away. And you think he's going away for good, and he comes back and really ravages him. So Lance is going to be bringing up The Revenant again. Uh, We were talking about it yesterday for the newsletter tomorrow. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, realinvestmentadvice.com, sign up there. Sign up for our daily commentary. So obviously there's some talk, maybe this Russia-Ukraine ceasefire talks. You know what I think would be a better idea, Danny? What's that? You get... That Ukrainian dude, right, who's getting so much, like, if there's not a movie that's going to be made about this guy, there's no movie going to be made. Who, Zelensky? Yeah. Yeah. That speech he made, and everybody was clapping, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what a real leader looks like? Wow. So, we got that, and we put Putin, we put them both in a ring with a couple, with daggers and stuff and swords. Cage match. Yeah, a cage match. Let's see who wins. That's the ceasefire. How do you have a ceasefire with everything that's going on? But listen, the market wants any excuse to move higher. NASDAQ futures up close to 200, S&P up 54. But as you say, Danny, really it comes down to the last hour of the day. I was telling Lance yesterday, I notice around 1, 2 p.m. our time, it is a bloodbath ugly. (laughs) Like, people must be coming back from their martini lunches and really ticked off that they're back at the office because... (laughs) The market's just that that though that, that those couple hours are just like there's there's vomiting red, right? And then it turns a bit. So um we're all over the board. The volatility is here. We talked about it last year, remember? Don't Don't better brace yourself for this year because it's gonna be a whole new ball game. Yeah, but there's so
2: many different confluence of factors now. I think you know, we were just expecting, hey, markets were expensive, likely going to see a little bit more volatility coming into the year. Fed was likely going to hike, but that may be even a little bit more difficult. You know, Christine Lagarde just came out and said economic activity could dampen what they're looking to do significantly, where they're not even looking to raise rates yet. They're just doing some some QT. So they're scaling down all their, their bond buying.
1: But and, they're still doing QT.
2: Well, they are, but, and they've been doing it a little bit faster than expected. But mm-hmm. now they're talking about this, you know, the sentiment that things that are going on with the war, the inflationary aspect that it has – And obviously the pressures that it puts on households Mm -hmm. and corporations. So it's something that, you know, we're obviously watching for next week's going to be pretty important, I think, to understand, you know, exactly get a little bit better idea what the Fed is thinking and, you know, the overall big picture and maybe path forward because it's changing quickly. You know, just as we see from day to day, you know, one bad day, one great day, back and forth, um, you know, each week we've had. Really one of the best. I mean, was it this week or last week? It's all blending together, Rich. But we had, what, the worst day we'd seen since October of 2020. Then the following day was the best day we've seen since May of 2020.
1: And, you know, it's
2: just back and forth.
1: Ironically, how the best days and the worst days are usually through more bear cycles or yeah. or the first bear attack. Look at this scar. But I, but I think, though, Rich, that, that yeah. these things
2: can turn, just like we see Absolutely. today, futures are up. Putin, Putin says that shifts are, you know, talks are actually, you know, moving forward. Talk. I don't know, you know, how much you believe and what's, what, you know, really real here. Exactly. But I think that that's the, the you know, the the heart of the market at the moment is obviously looking at this, looking at the Fed. And then, you know, numbers are still pretty, they're strong. But we still believe that over time they're likely going to diminish. March, Which,
1: GDP now, mm-hmm. right? Right latest numbers yep zero gdp i'm don't hold me to this but i think it was goldman who said that first quarter gdp was going to be negative yeah it makes sense with where prices are the oil spike where real wage growth is that this economy is decelerating very quickly i'm in the camp if the fed gets in three rate hikes even though they need to, because inflation will be sustainably higher. But we will probably move into a period of of disinflation by the end of the year. They're going to be stuck, Danny. I, I mean, this is going to be almost cornering us into a classic stagflation, low growth, high inflation with the Fed out of bullets. And it's going to be, this is going to be a real interesting time to see how the market reacts to this, how consumers react to it. We have a whole generation of people that have never filled their gas tanks for this price. Actually, I haven't even. So, I mean, now Brett's probably, well, I don't know, Model T's take gas? What Psh,
3: The silver bullet runs on premium, man.
1: Oh, man. oh yeah. I'm in pain. Wow. You oh, are yeah. going to be hurt. Yeah,
3: and I never let it get, get below a half tank, <laughs> now so it I doesn't w- cost as much to fill.
1: Now, I want to tell you, what I noticed coming up on Amazon, not on Amazon, but on Facebook, you know how the ads pop up, yeah, there's a lot of ads for like products to siphon gas, like really, yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they're encouraging us to like find our rich neighbors.
3: what have you been looking at that creates that algorithm right? uh-huh. I think because I put That's on right
1: no, I think I put on Facebook, No,
3: cheap old <laughs> dude,
1: yeah, no, I no, I think when I put on Facebook, I put the funny something funny, yeah, yeah, I put something that. The only tip I have is to siphon the gas of your neighbors. That's the only good tip I have right now. Well, this
2: is a great segue into our next conversation. It is. Yeah. Oh. Tips from the Depression. Okay. <laughs>
0: but but these Danny's things these things that I'm that here. have occurred, um, right?
2: I mean, these are yeah. things that are that really people do, and I think that you know there was a point, <laughs> even so many years ago, people were talking about putting locks on your gas tanks. I mean, I filled up Monday, hundred bucks. Well, well actually,
3: that's that's why cars have lockable gas Mm -hmm. filler doors now in in response to that problem we had.
1: It's coming back. You wouldn't have a catalytic converter to sell, would you?
3: Not cheaply.
2: (laughs) He needs a check when he gets to the parking lot.
1: I'll tell you, it's like a battle zone out there. Hey, speaking of battle zones, we're going to talk a little bit about, yeah, some tips from the Depression, lots of tips there, and a little bit about our Combating Inflation and Retirement workshop coming up very soon that you need to attend here on Financial Fitness Friday. We'll be right back.
0: news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com.
3: There's a war being waged on your retirement dollar. And unless you act now, you'll lose the battle with inflation, higher taxes, and a lower standard of living. You can blunt the effects of rising prices with our next workshop on combating inflation in retirement. April 2nd at the Embassy Suites Houston, Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff will help you fortify your life savings, make the most of social security, and lower your taxes. Register now for this free workshop at Real realinvestmentadvice.com, combating inflation and retirement. With Ratliff and Rosso, realinvestmentadvice.com.
0: The Real Investment Show.
1: Well, good morning. Today we have uh, University of Michigan sentiment. You don't have like one of those toilet flushing sound effects, do you? Not handy. I think that's yeah. where it's going. Mm. Um, hey, who can blame him? Um, I like how Brent always puts up funny stuff on on the board here. But this is this is cool. Seven money lessons for children. Number one is the best. We can just end the show on number one. Spend less than you make. What? <laughs> Actually. Seven Money Practices for Adults, that one That one lesson. Please see children's list.
2: Can we send this to Uncle Sam? <laughs> Uncle, <Yeah>. Joe? <laughs>
0: Uncle Joe? Uncle you know, Joe. Every Saturday, you know
1: what I'm watching in the morning, right? <laughs> Brent knows my TV habits better than anybody. Petticoat Junction, mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. Yep, o- Uncle, Uncle Joe. Joe. <laughs> Uncle Joe is the best. <laughs> I don't think I've watched any show past like 1963 in the last <laughs> 1883. I mean. Yeah, actually 1883. I'm yeah. going backwards, but that's um, actually before time. So you there know. you go. So um, this um, re-examining expenses in your household, Danny. This is still a good time because we know, even though we're estimating by the end of the year, inflation is going to maybe be in a more disinflation environment. The whole sustained level of inflation across the board is going to be higher. So you're going to have to look at your habits. You're going to have to really examine where your cash is going and make changes. And you would be shocked by some of the changes that you can make. I mean, you see people that are still going through this reawakening of going through expenses. I don't care how much money you make or don't make. Um, this, this inflation is forcing people to do one positive thing I've noticed across the board. Re-examine their cash flows, their budgets. Um, that's a positive thing because when this turns to some degree, um, you're going to be in much better shape. It's unfortunate it takes something like this for people to take notice. Well, and habits can change. You know, they're hard to change, but once they do, you
2: know, it's it's tough to break. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and you know, the good and the bad, right? I mean, the bad we see, you know, people with credit card debt, people that just spend, 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 and unfortunately, it's just a snowball it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And but on the opposite end, once you you start to have some success with doing some of these things, it makes it so much easier. I mean, it you know trying to you know I think we set all these big really huge goals that we were always trying to knock off, but we don't ever celebrate the little milestones on the way to get there. And so I think that's a big part of, you know, just the general stuff on how to save, do things. But you're right. I mean, people are have, households will have to make a change just as companies will. Um, Habits
1: we, are going to change just yeah. with energy prices. I've already Correct. talked to a couple yesterday that said they're working out a way to not have to take two automobiles to work, Yeah. right? People are going to have to make change. If, if, if you get to where... Gas prices go to five dollars a gallon, it'll be a game changer. I don't know if it'll if they'll get there, but I think there's a psychological scare to that number.
2: Well, there uh, is, and especially with people getting back on the road. Mm-hmm. Because I, so I visited with somebody this week, and they said, "Look, yeah. you know, wife was just called back into the office. They live outside of town, and you know, five days a week. Like this has been great, but now the job that they they actually got during the pandemic." Well, they didn't have to come in, that salary doesn't make nearly as much sense for them now. Because they're like, well, you know, I could work from home and I didn't have, you know, all this additional cost of driving. But now they start adding that up and they say, man, maybe this gig's not as good as I thought. So that may be a reason why we're still seeing more and more people. They're still quitting in record numbers.
1: Uh, And and there are a lot of studies, obviously, for for the reasons you would think people quit or still part of this great resignation is more money, more benefits. But... Like, number three on this list, Danny, more flexibility on how we work. More flexibility working from home, not always in the office. That trend is not going away. I, Goldman says that they want everybody back at the office, no matter what, because Goldman's from 1956. Well, it they sounds don't like care. a
2: New York big bank.
1: It, it, it does. I mean, sorry. But guess how many people, even though it's great money, Are going to reassess their lives and go. I don't need this. Yeah. You know, maybe Goldman's got this. You know, this 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 great deep stock of people that want to work for them because of the fascination. But I think that's going to, that's going to fade, for a lot of people.
2: Well, we've seen that that Goldman, big banks have had to
1: pay their bankers
2: quite a bit more than they historically have. Their analysts. You know, people are getting these different. You know, they're trying to find ways to retain talent Mm -hmm. and also attract because. Let's face it, Silicon Valley's really hurt
1: Wall Street in a lot of different ways from a a talent standpoint. Right. And how much money does it take? Like, I know they say everybody's got a number. Yeah. But when it comes to your health and stress, how many, like, when does it become a marginal utility kind of equation where you say, you know, I don't know. You'll have to pay me a lot more money. I think it depends
2: on perspective and how people are built, right? I mean, you know, everybody has some type of list that they're trying to check off, right? And, and unfortunately, usually it's monetarily and it's not right the the work-life balance. But I do believe that it, it's changed over the last two years.
1: I do, too. I think this generation looks at it, look, compared to, say, baby boomers or, you know, you're, well, you're a freak. Yeah, I mean, you don't look at things the same. You're like an old school guy. So you, you would be motivated. I mean- But there are going to be a lot of people that are like, no, you know, how much money can I spend? I want my time. Time is more valuable than money. So, I mean, we are in this storm of changes and this inflation number really is going to solidify, I think, some of the trends that we saw in the pandemic to remain. And that is flexibility in schedule. Now I've got a great reason to do it. How? What cost is it for me to fill my tank? And people go, well, you don't need a big truck. Well, well some people do need a big truck That's for right. work. They've got to carry kids, whatever it is. But I talked to someone yesterday. I can't remember what he's got, but it's a small automobile. He goes, Rich, it was 50 bucks to fill it up.
0: Yeah.
1: You got a, your car, your gas tank is as small as a cat's it's bladder. It's about 11, 11 gallons. Mm. How much does it would cost you to fill up? Last time
3: I filled it was 34. 34 bucks.
1: I mean there's And that was a week ago. Yeah. I mean, Brent's got a car that's one step above a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, and the gas like I said, $34. Yeah. That's a- not cheap. And I get
3: 29-30 miles a gallon, exa- okay. you know.
1: But that's still it's a You had to drive, well, you do drive every day.
3: Yeah, 40 miles round trip.
1: Okay. So it's going to be the interesting. Math. We'll have to do the Brent count. I'm 82 round trip. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you got
2: like a Hummer. Well, I've got 16 kids. I know he's He's got them
3: somewhere, right? <laughs> it's a Hummer equivalent, anyway. No, it's not a Hummer.
1: <laughs> no, but he's got a lot of people to transport. Yeah. But that, I mean, heads up. Mm hmm. So people can sometimes say, listen, my budget can't handle this. What's the what's the cost of me working or sticking around you know, working at home? I'm more productive. So this hybrid schedule is not going anywhere. But here's an interesting tip. Start cooking during preheating. Now I do that because I want my food cooked fast, right? Because I'm impatient. But this is that most dishes don't require a preheated oven to start cooking. So save energy and time by putting your dish into the oven when it's still cold during preheating your food will slowly come up to the right temperature.
3: That, that works is going to reduce your
1: overall cooking time. Yeah, that
3: works good on everything but biscuits.
1: Yeah, and pizza too. Yeah, But there are some things I can see mm-hmm. that would work. I haven't right? had that high of a, a gas
2: bill to concern me with that, to be honest with you.
1: Really? My gas no. bill's doubled. Mm. My gas bill, and I'm just one person, my gas bill has doubled, my electric bill has tripled, and I'm like, I'm keep my house at I'm like the dad that says don't touch the you yeah. know don't touch anything leave everything alone. Yeah. My temperature is like 77 over in the house what, Over what period of
2: time? Well, that's why you gas cuz you have it at 77 Less. when it's 40 outside. I mean No, we, we no, just don't no, turn no, the no no no
1: no. It's uh, uh, when it's cold out. Kids. When it's cold out my heater's at 71.
3: I'm at, I'm six, talking I'm about my at 68. I AC is
1: at 77. Yeah. I
3: keep the house at 68.
1: Watch you see what happens to I you tell this summer, buddy.
3: You, you can, hey, you can only. Well, mm. that's
2: a different deal. Yeah, you can only take somebody clothes off in that environment. In this one, <laughs> you can you, you can always put
1: more on.
3: <laughs> that's right.
1: Bundle up, kids. It'll that's be okay. Right. Now, this one I've always used, although I've been on a diet, so I don't do it as much. Eat out during happy hour, right? Don't mm-hmm. do a full dinner because, man, places want you to come in and they got all the special deals. So if you need to do something with, or meet somebody. Do it there in happy hour.
3: Free food buffet at Chewy's, baby. Really? Yeah. Free
1: food? Yeah. Hmm. No minimum, like you have to have a seventy margarita Four drinks apiece.
2: I mean, no big deal. They've I mean, got Ubers included, chips and queso and meat and stuff. What's what are the re- prerequisites on this? Have to have a
3: pulse. Huh.
2: huh. We split meals. Yeah, we do Actually too. Quite quite frequently. Yeah. In fact, we have some family in town, so we went out to eat yesterday. And usually we have this, there's one salad that we will get that the kids like. And we can split it two ways. Tell you what, we split it
1: four ways yesterday. Not just trying to be cheap, but no, but I mean, it was, it's just that a lot of these portions are big. They're they're big. No, this is where real life is going to collide with my life. um, And it's not going to work, but avoid ordering drinks and desserts. I mean, I'll lose the girlfriend this way. Um, (laughs) No drinks. Yeah, drinks. On restaurant menus, right? Desserts. That's going to cost you. Well, even like a tea is like four bucks now. I'm not going to... For iced
2: tea. Four bucks for an iced tea? I mean, that's what I've seen at some
1: places. That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the water. Now, this one we know Brent does do. Shower less often. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Just a joke.
3: But I do shower alone.
1: You can't do that in, in a hot, humid climate. Are you crazy? That's a terrible one for Houston in Texas. Shower less often. But some people can. You, up, you live up north. Heck, you! I used to go a week without showering. <clears throat> All right, we get back. We got a few more tips. Also, I got something I want to talk to you about that's going hit, to hit the heart of Medicare Advantage, why we don't really recommend it many times. I think you'll enjoy that. Well, you won't. Well, Lance won't. But I think most of you will get something from it here. Financial Fitness Friday. We'll be right back.
0: The Real Investment Advice blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com.
3: There's a war being waged on your retirement dollars. And unless you act now, you'll lose the battle with inflation, higher taxes, and a lower standard of living. You can blunt the effects of rising prices with our next workshop on combating inflation in retirement. April 2nd at the Embassy Suites Houston. Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff will help you fortify your life savings, make the most of social security, and lower your taxes. Register now for this free workshop at realinvestmentadvice.com. Combating inflation and retirement with Ratliff and Rosso, realinvestmentadvice.com.
0: You're listening to The Real Investment Show.
1: This, this whole inflation dilemma makes preparing for retirement even more important. The prep work before the lifestyle change more important. Because if you think it battles working people, and we all know it does, retirees on fixed incomes, it's even worse. Um, We always say inflation is personal to the household. Danny's inflation is different from mine. Our inflation is different from, say, an older or a senior couple, or someone living alone. So we want to make sure that you're prepared, and that's why we're doing at the Embassy Suites, right here, off of Kirkwood, and I-10, nice venue. I-10 to the Beltway. I-10 in the Beltway. Saturday, April second, from nine to eleven, combating inflation and retirement. Now, <clears throat> this is like our right, This is our sort of our right lane with the inflation component really focusing on that aspect. So when we talk about right lane class, we always talk about, hey, this is, your right lane is, hey, you're getting off, you see the exit, you wanna prep so that you can get off the road as opposed to something happens and you gotta get back on to the freeway of work, right? You gotta get back into the fast lane and get things going. Now, what if this right lane is fraught with potholes, Inflation really can mess, mess up the vehicle retirement. So we wanna make sure you understand what you could be up against. So this is a two hour class, how to plan to lower taxes, unless you think taxes are going lower in the future. <laughs> I got one out of like every 100 people that'll say, no, no, taxes are not gonna go up, Uh-huh. okay. Know the dangers and risks from inflation to your retirement, right? How do you make the most out of Social Security and Medicare during inflationary times? And we're going to debunk a lot of financial mainstream advice, uh, which we do anyway. So this this Danny is a really strong prep course for people that are looking to retire, newly retired. You will learn something. Well, I, think, I think
2: really for any age group because this is something that it, it's something that everybody can take something away from, and you can put it to use right away. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, anything from managing money to talking about Social Security, Medicare, long-term care, housing and retirement. I mean, there's so much different information. Inflation. What do people do? I mean, people are having to make hard decisions right now. I mean, think about it. They're they're making hard decisions with their job, with careers, with families, you know, carpooling. I mean, things are changing quickly as far as people trying to find ways to save <clears throat> and keep more money in their pocket. And this is class is a lot about How do you keep more money in your pocket from Uncle Sam? All the additional potential taxes and the ones that people don't know about right now, the stealth taxes. Yes. How many people do you meet who say, man, I never knew that if you made too much that Medicare premiums could go up or social security was taxed. I mean, a lot of people didn't even realize social security is actually taxed. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it doesn't make any sense, right? right.
2: But but it is. So wait a second, you're gonna tax me on my money. Then you're gonna wait, you're gonna give it back to me and tax me again. Perfect.
1: Sounds like the government <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. Lots of stuff live your questions. I'm sure you have a lot of them. Uh it fills up fast, so you want to register at realinvestmentadvice.com.
3: And this is not like one of those virtual things where we have unlimited capacity. No. This yeah. will be a physical room with a limited number of seats. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah be
2: nice to get off these webinars and actually get face-to-face <clears throat> Well, again. it's
1: nice to, you know, we, Danny and I, we always get questions on webinars, so many questions, we can't answer them, but, and we love the questions, and they're all good, but in person is just something different, yeah. right? We can talk to people, they, and what's great is the way the audience interacts, you don't have that on a webinar, right? Everybody's throwing questions at us, but man... The people that sit in the audience for these live events have gone through some of the stuff we're talking about. They'll go, hey, listen, I've done this. Let yeah. me tell you, these guys are right. Let me tell you what I did. We learn from people that are sitting there. Well, and just to uh, be able to share your experience with somebody right. else
2: who's been there, done that, going through it with you. I mean, I think that's valuable. And so it's, it's really nice to kind of have a group of people that are bouncing ideas or, or sharing just what goes on in day-to-day life with each other. And so, really, it's kind of a, a a really good interactive group. It's uh, it's good. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to get back because you're right. The webinars, I mean, you may have six questions of almost the same thing, just worded differently. Yes. Whereas in, when we're live, it seems like, um, you know, you've already okay. I get that. Understand or rephrase that. Um, but we could go
1: we could go down a list. Mm-hmm. It is, and I wish I can tell you, because people will ask me on reviews, Rich, how do we fight inflation? Or how do we invest for it? Listen, there's no real magical elixir for this. Yeah, there are certain things you could do. I still think stocks are the best bet, but it really is going to come down to what you're willing to do, not what some magical investment that's going to overcome it all the time. Well, even, uh,
2: even look at, I mean, people are betting <clears throat> against rates and, you know, that, hey, right. rates are going to continue to rise. Well, where, what have they done this year? I mean, really, we're back at about where we've been, you know, month, two months ago. We're back around the 2% range on the 10-year, and you would think with all the inflation, with the Fed coming up on that first hike, that we would have seen rates through the roof. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened. So what is what is that telling us? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I asked. Well, I think that's telling us that, that rates are, are likely, even though we have this big push, I uh-huh. mean, the market has priced in that they can't go too high. I mean, they, they, that's we, the only thing that would make sense, at least.
1: The whole planet lives off low rates and payments.
2: And that's where they got themselves, they backed themselves in the corner, right? We talk about Apple, how they come out, they came out with the iPhone for a thousand bucks, and everybody's like, oh my goodness, this is a death of Apple. No, it was genius. They created (laughs) this revenue stream that they've annuitized their business and they're always going to get that. And so most companies have done some very similar things. And with that being said, I I think you're right. I don't think you can get rates too high.
1: I'm going to share with you another tip on how to save money. Okay. What you got? Stay in Airbnbs. This is my favorite form of travel accommodation. I looked at a hotel in Galveston okay. to spend the weekend. Not going to say how what the hotel, 500 bucks a night. Oh, I know what a hotel was. Okay, 500 bucks. Found an Airbnb on the beach. Mm-hmm. Right? I can you can cook or reheat your own meals, right? You have you can do your laundry, feel comfortable, walk to the beach. Guess how much per night? 129. But it's a, it's a whole house with a pool. Wow. And off to the beach compared to a hotel. So the Airbnbs to me are a much better way. To, to 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 stay in places versus hotels. Well, you can
2: save so much money because you, then you're not stuck going to the restaurants within the hotel. Oh, you want to go get a, a coffee? That's you can do it you all. You could
1: do it all there at the Airbnb. You don't have right. to go out for it.
2: <clears throat> you got to plan a little mm-hmm. bit, but yeah, I, I like that idea as well. I mean, that's kind of what we do, just because yeah. it's it's tough to fit everybody in one room at this at this stage. But it's
1: also extremely expensive. I mean, five hundred bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, this is Memorial Day weekend, so I understand why you would hike the prices up. But then, mm-hmm. why would maybe Airbnb did the same? But every hotel that I looked at, it didn't have to be the top line hotel. The cheapest one I saw was three twenty nine. Wow. Off the Galveston Beach, where I found a whole house for one twenty nine, and I can make meals there, make my own coffee in the morning. It just seems like a better deal. So I think that's a really good travel hack. If you haven't looked at Airbnb, and I'll tell you, I have had clients, Danny, that wanted to buy second homes. Mm -hmm. And I said, why do you want to always have a home in Colorado, always have a home in Florida? Every time you go there, you're fixing stuff, taking care of things. But what if you can go anywhere you like? I have diverted that goal. I have more clients that say, Rich, thank you. We use Airbnb, and we we stay at every beach we want. That's right. And, and, and that so this really opened up a whole new door for people that wanted to buy homes, second homes, but then not do all the work and use Airbnb and go to all these great locations, because Airbnb has these really exotic locations too for and really unusual homes, mm-hmm. uh, even in Texas, right? really cool kind of places you can go. And you don't have to have a second home. No, it's, it's, you know that's a great. Plan and mm-hmm. I've, I've, we've utilized
2: that with many different clients in the sense uh-huh. that, you know, I have some that were working pre-pandemic from home. I say, look, I can work mm-hmm. from anywhere. So I want to go buy the beach house. or I want to buy the lake house, you know, in the mountains and look up at the lake. And I said, wait a second. If you can work from anywhere, you, you, sometimes you just don't necessarily have the money. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense but to, to go and do this, right? But what you could do is go rent that home for a month. Mm-hmm. And it's way cheaper.
1: And then, you know what? Great. Pick up the next month. Go <clears throat> somewhere else. One month in July, mm-hmm. you guys are going to really miss me. But I am going to rent a house in Ridgeway, Colorado. Population okay. like 200. And there's still too many people. Um, right off of Dennis Weaver State Park. For that whole month where I can look at the mountains and see horses in a cabin. Nice cabin. You know, well, I could do that for a month Brent, and work.
3: I think we should join them. I don't know. I, what are they doing with horses in the cabins?
1: Well, outside the cabins. Oh, okay. But they can bring the horses in. Okay. It's where for animals. all the animals. <laughs> yeah, why don't you guys come? We'll do the radio show from uh, Colorado. Oh, I'm that in. means Lance has I'm to in. come. I'm putting him in the stall. We got the rig. We can put, do it. Okay.
3: Who's watching the kids? <laughs> Somebody else.
1: We, we'll put them out. They're called free-range children. We'll be
3: right back.
0: book, and the 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 book, Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com.
3: There's a war being waged on your retirement dollars. And unless you act now, you'll lose the battle with inflation, higher taxes, and a lower standard of living. You can blunt the effects of rising prices with our next workshop on Combating Inflation in Retirement. April 2nd at the Embassy Suites Houston. Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff will help you fortify your life savings, make the most of social security, and lower your taxes. Register now for this free Workshop at realinvestmentadvice.com. Combating inflation and retirement with Ratliff and Rosso. Realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real
0: Investment Show.
1: And we're back. One more money lesson from the children. You don't have to have what others have. My gosh, is that freeing? I love that. If you teach
2: people that at a young age, like, hey,
1: don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses. I think if you could do that with your kids, because kids are totally notorious for the peer pressure, right? I'm not saying adults are any better. But no matter how much money I make, why do I need a house That's 10,000 square feet. Like, even these movie stars, right? Like, say you were making that kind of money, Danny, right? Why do I, what am I exactly, are these rooms gonna be all for? I mean, why do I need 10, 15, 20,000 square foot home? It's like my wife says,
2: it's just another bathroom to clean.
1: Yeah, I understand you would even have more other people clean it, but it's such a, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. What really is the point? So, um, I don't know. I think that's a great one. If you can re- release the kids from hey, you know, Jim's Jim's dad got a new car. That's good for Jim's dad. I used to tell Haley that. She would say like, "You know, oh yeah, you know, they're going to Hawaii." I'm like, "Oh, great. You know, I always helped her understand be happy for them. But don't envy. Or be jealous of what, they're, what they have or what they're doing. Because you don't know the story. How well, but, they got it, what, what they did to, you know, what their situation is. <clears throat> and you what, what know, might be happy they have for
3: had to sacrifice to do that, too. That's right. And that's the kind Everybody of stuff. Everybody has priorities,
1: and you give up something to get something else. And that is also if you want to turn that lesson around, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about how much they probably had to save not that any household does that. Well, hold on. Now. But we know g- we
2: know what really happened. The sacrifice isn't happening now. The sacrifice is
1: going to happen later. Okay, but your lesson could be different. That, that's right.
2: No, right? it should so be So, yeah,
1: to Brent's point, that's a great way to turn it around and say, mm-hmm. "Well, here's a let's price a trip to Hawaii." Yeah,
2: there's no delayed gratification any longer, right? So, it's now it's going to be a delayed retirement. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, a lot of people are just continue. they're notorious for that. You know, you think like, how much, how can people do this? And you and I, from what we do, know what most people make. So it's kind of hard not to sometimes you think about, okay, uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. You do the math. It's absolutely true.
2: And, and not in a bad way. I mean, I, I wouldn't judge anybody. Hey, all great for you. But it's interesting because I do believe that that does breed within, um, just people in general, it breeds that want for more and more and more, especially with social media. And we go out, you get on a tangent here, right? Because everybody only shows the best of, of everything. And so that's an easy way to get suckered and caught into this, especially with kids now that are on these social media platforms. I mean, how many people have you seen that go rent a jet for 20 minutes and take pictures with it? And, you know, they post it on Instagram or whatever it may be.
1: Like you said, social media and... Delayed gratification are not do not go in the same sentence. If you can teach your children and learn yourself the benefits of delayed gratification, you will have money, you will have net worth, you will have financial peace, and less vulnerability. If you can delay the gratification, but you know what that comes with that freedom. It liberates you to do things, right? Yes. Listen. I, I live below my means. I know a lot of us do. Um, inflation is terrible. Uh, but if I, I've i wound up making more food at home, I'm not missing anything. Um, you know, you learn to have a discipline. And if this inflation can help you to look at your budget and know where your cash goes and create more of a discipline for when the time it it does, you know, it does ebb, that's okay. <clears throat> Inflation is not a good thing. I just want you to help make the best of it and then turn it into a positive. And like you said, Danny, and I wish I would have used this with Haley now that I think about it, but if you would have went in, if one of the kids said, well, you know, Joe's parents are going to Hawaii and you go right there and you start pricing it. This is how much it's going to cost. Let's look at a hotel. Let's look at a flight. Let's, here's the dollar cost. How do we pay for it? It's going to cost $3,000. I'm being just on, I'm probably th- three times that. But. Yeah, I think you're right. How do we pay for it? What are you going to give up for that $3,000? Do I have to sell your Barbie Malibu collection? <laughs> What's. In other words, if the kids have to give in something to that, they might appreciate it more. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Well, so, I mean, I'm preaching to you. I know how you teach the kids to be fiscally responsible. But these are ways to help make the decisions real. And inflation, unfortunately, makes it <laughs> too real
2: well, the difficult when it comes part to making is, I mean, money decisions. We, we've talked about how teaching these types of lessons is difficult. It is. Because it's, nothing's tangible anymore because everything's on the card. Everything is easily done. You, you hit a button on the Internet. Next thing you know, something shows up at your door. I mean, trying to teach that and for for little ones to conceptualize that is really difficult, but for people as well. I mean, it's not just kids. It's adults, too. right. Oh, well, I'll hit the button. Have
1: it tomorrow. While we're talking, right, you could order. Hell, you probably could have built a new car in about 10 minutes. Yeah. You may not get it. You might be dead by the time it comes, but you can order it today. It's too easy. It's too easy to place trades, right? People can just go ahead and pull the trigger when, <clears throat> I remember when um, tra- you know, trading, electronic trading came and I was shaking my head <clears throat> like oh, and <clears throat> this is the worst thing that has happened to investing ever. Oh no, this is great, everything's at your fingertips. Okay, and I gotta manage my emotions and have the ability to place a trade, boy, that, that's going to work. <laughs> that's really going to work. It didn't turn out as bad as I thought, but man, I really figured people are never going to get returns ever again, or they're going to get a lot of big ones and they're going to lose them all. It, it just didn't seem like having that available when investing really to in much of a degree is delayed gratification, right? Although we hate planting money seeds in the ground and wait for the money tree. We want to plant the money tree in the ground and have it grow to a bigger tree. Because it's all about, hey, that stock. I bought it on Monday. It's Wednesday. It's not doing anything.
2: But you know what's funny, too, is that we, we plant these seeds. You hope that they grow. Then they grow. And how <laughs> many people don't, don't
1: ever trim it? No, they don't want to. Like, cut. no way, I can't sell. They don't want to cut the branches then. Yeah. They don't want to take the fruit off the tree. The fruit rots. <laughs> That's right. Money's fickle. Money's a fickle thing. So listen, some of my, <clears throat> my heroes, now they're on TV. Preaching Medicare Advantage. My Joe Namath. My Jimmy J. Dynamite Walker. Who else? Who's next, Brent? Who is going to be next on this? P- Troy Aikman.
3: <laughs> He's selling bricks.
1: No, but, but, you know, but a Troy Aikman would be a perfect... Medicare Advantage mm-hmm. salesperson.
3: Warren Moon.
1: <clears throat> really? Hmm. Hmm. For South Texas. Maybe. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah, For the one person who lives there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what about, uh, trying to think of some aging movie. Warren Beatty. Clint Eastwood.
2: Ooh. Hey. Surprised he hasn't done that already. He doesn't have to. Well, of course he doesn't have to.
1: I don't think any of these guys... Well, Jimmy J.J. Walker probably I, yeah. has
2: to. Joe Namath may need to.
1: Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of chicks in the 70s. That takes a lot of... That's a lot of immediate gratification he's <laughs> paying for now by selling um, Medicare. His fur man. Coats. Yeah, with the fur coat with all the blondes and stuff. Yep. With pantyhose underneath. So you remember like your parents would say, when you grow up, you can be president? My dad would say, Sunday, you grow up. Look at that. You can wear that fur coat. Be with all those chicks. <laughs> so that, that, that worked out real well. Um, so Medicare Advantage is popular. It's very lucrative. In 2021, more than four in 10 Medicare beneficiaries are enrolled in Medicare Advantage. Two-thirds, Danny, pay zero premiums. Do you think that comes with a cost? Whereas they're just doing this out of the goodness of their Medicare-Advantaged hearts?
2: Yeah, no, it always comes <laughs> with the cost. And and the cost is you know what you're going to pay at the end of the day if you need specialized care, you'd mm-hmm. like to go out and find uh, additional services. I mean, there's so many things <clears throat> that, especially when you see them giving things away. You, you went to the bank and they gave you a toaster for opening an account. Didn't that feel a little bit weird?
1: Same things going on with Medicare-Advantaged. With yeah, you were going to get toasted, all right. Annual gross margins in Medicare Advantage market are double what they are in the individual and group margins. Like if you were going to buy, say, a Medigap, that fills in. So Medicare Advantage is all-inclusive for people who don't know, right? You, you get everything. You get your dental. You get your vision. You get your hospital. <clears throat> you might get a, <clears throat> a Fitbit. You might get a nice watch, a bicycle. Who knows? Think about this. One study showed that half of Medicare Advantage enrollees would pay more for a five-day hospital stay than original Medicare, Danny. And high in health outcomes, this is measured by high disenrollments in the last year of life may be seen as worse due to the limitations of Medicare Advantage plans on the sickest patients. So if you are going to, God forbid, have one of these more serious illnesses and take your chances, Medicare Advantage might wind up costing you more than a Medigap Policy, even though you think you're paying zero premiums with Medicare Advantage. And the numbers show it, Danny. And this is something we talk about in our combating inflation in retirement class coming up on April 2nd from 9 to 11 a.m. We hope to see you there. Well, that's it for, for us. Lance back on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you.